Welcome back, everyone. Hello. Hello. On behalf of our entire flight crew, thanks for soaring with us. Hello and welcome to another edition of Disney Brit Bites. It's uh, our mini show in between the big show. And joining me as always is Alan. Hello, Alan. Hi, Adam. How are you doing? I'm not too bad. How are you? I'm in pain. You've hurt your knee, haven't you? Shh, don't tell everyone. I'm trying to get everyone running. Oh, yeah. You've not hurt your knee. It's a lie. Okay, yeah, so, I'm, I'm, I'm so what, bits of fiddle. What's wrong then? Uh, I, I've got other pain. Oh, I, I can't make up something now. No, you've hurt your knee. You've hurt your knee running, I've haven't hit, you? Yeah. And I've I was, hurt my... um, been trying to get get people cheered up for the run Disney thing. I've been trying to encourage people to run. And there I am. I got to seven kilometres tonight. I was going for ten. And I couldn't go any further because my knee is too bad. Ah, that's not good. Well, uh, while we can sit here, I, you'll be pleased to know I'm, I'm not injured at all. Um, except for I've tweaked my hamstring. <laughs> <laughs> so between us, we've been encouraging everybody to go out running and do all this sort of stuff. And uh, in aid of the uh, Caldwell Children Charity Fund and, and preparing ourselves to do the Disneyland Paris Half Marathon in September 2016. We've both managed to injure yeah. ourselves, which I think is a really, um, yeah, yeah. really, really clever thing for us to do. Um, we, we are with the Disney Bit Bites. For those of you who've not heard it before, the idea is that um, the, the bite size show is obviously smaller and uh, it's supposed to be more something a little bit different. But one of the things we, we got asked to do was with the Disney Brit shows we've been doing recently, and we did the park overviews, people wanted a bit of a park overview or an overview of downtown Disney in its current state because they're going out there uh, this summer. So we thought we'd uh, dedicate this Disney Brit Bite Size to downtown Disney and the, the current state of the area. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about the running team a little bit later on and tell you what's going on there. But uh, we're going to split it into three sections. We're going to split it into dine, play and shop. Uh, we're going to start with dine, then we'll do shop, and then we'll talk about play afterwards, because I think there's a little bit more uh, with regards to, to play to talk about than there is with the shop stuff. Um, yep. So, should we... Where, where are we starting with our dine stuff? Should we do it in order of the Disney Park map? I, I think it sort of makes sense, in a way. Right, okay. Which means means that we're going to go from west side to marketplace... That's yeah, and then we'll, what was kind we'll start of again old. at West Side and go back to Marketplace. Yeah, pretty much. So we're we're going to start in the old West Side, over to Marketplace, and we'll fill in kind of whatever is open in the new look Disney Springs that's currently in the process of being developed. Right, before we do that, then um, favorite way to get to downtown Disney? What's yours? Um, well, as I'm a resort on-site resort stopper, I tend to obviously go by the the bus, the the local bus system. Um, only because I don't even hire a car and my past experience from hiring a car has been that it is a nightmare to get parked and some night times yeah. so for, the, for that reason I'm trying to be a bus guy we have to take into consideration as well the, the mess that parking has been over the past couple of years and that has been solved a little bit now with the orange multi-story car park that's now open um, and it means that you can park in west side and there's a lot a lot more space than there was, um, which yeah. I think makes a massive, massive difference. There, last summer, I spent 45 minutes, I think, 
attempting to uh, try and find a parking space. And that was, you know, just to go to a five o'clock meal. I can well believe it. And the other thing is, because um, you're, well, my, my viewpoint, you're in a different country. In this country, if you're sort of sneaking to someone else's parking spot before they get in there. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, someone just goes, why you little, yeah, and the drive yeah, on. Anyway. Well, I, I know that a lot of Americans have got guns. <laughs> I'm not going to steal your space, all right? Yeah, I don't think they're going to get guns out on you, if I'm honest. I, think I don't know, you don't know. My favourite way to get there, I think, is probably through the boats from the resorts. Um, having stayed at Saratoga Springs and done that, and Port Orleans, it's a really nice journey uh, to head down there and it's really relaxing as well and it's one of the kind of highlights for me of a trip is that opportunity to get on the, the boat and do that we've done that a few times before which is really really nice we've actually eaten uh parked in in port orleans gone for something to eat in port orleans or gone to see uh thought about going to yeehaw bob caught the boat into disney downtown disney done that got the boat back seen yeehaw bob got the car and gone home done that before as well yeah, that sort of makes sense. Yeah, so that works really well. Okay, let's um, start off. Oh, well, go on, go on. I'm going to sort of say about the park map, how how it, looking at what they've got today versus what I've seen sort of about three years ago. Yeah. There is a major section of parking that is missing. There is. Um, and that's everything that is, oh, I don't know what it was called. It's not West Side, it's not Marketplace, it's Pleasure Island. Pleasure Island, yeah. Um, so everything that was, the parking space that was next to Pleasure Island isn't there anymore. However, they've obviously got the new orange multi-story supercar park. Yeah. The multi-million dollar concrete block that you can park your car in now. Yeah. It's, and uh, then you've got it's, parking. It's all good. Parking LM and N is there as well. So you've got all of those elements. But it, the parking is pretty much... You, you've still got some parking down at uh, the old marketplace area. But the vast majority of that parking now is, is in Westside. Right, let's talk about yep. food then. Let's go through. Um, we're going to start off at one side and work our way through. So the first place we come to is the Hagen Dars uh, shop, which has ice cream shakes and sundaes. I don't know whether I've ever eaten here. I kind of think um, it's one of those places that I kind of think, well, I can have Hagen Dars at home, so I don't need to have it while I'm here. Yeah, I've got a same sort of viewpoint. You know, I can buy Hagen Dars in the in Asda. Yeah. Um, so I dare say you're going to get an amazing ice cream. You're not going to get just a, a standard tub or scoop. But oh, no, the, the stuff you my, get my, is pretty good. Yeah, but I, I still think there's other places that I would prefer to go to, but, you know, each to their own. Some people would love that. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely fine. So that's that's the first sort of place, and it's right by... The, it's almost opposite um, Cirque du Soleil and just behind... Uh, Disney Quest. Then you got uh, next to that Wetzel or Wetzel pretzels, uh, which do actually, I must admit, do do really great pretzels. How, how do you say that? I can't really say Wetzels or whether it's supposed to be German. And you say Wetzels pretzels. I'll be honest. Well, if it's German, know. you would put more of an accent on, surely. Well, you can do the German accent, not me. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave you to that. One. <laughs> you are Hans, after all. Um, <laughs> so that's that's that one anyway. Um, the next one is. Food quest. Well, I was gonna say, Go I'm going to say something about Wetzel's pretzels. Mm. I my kids love pretzels. Um, what do you call it? And Auntie Anne's or something like that. Auntie so Anne's got we a, have here, yeah. And 
And we tried to get one on our room card. Right. Now, I don't know if the server mis misunderstood what I was trying to say, but I went to pay with my room card as you, t you key to the kingdom, whatever it's called, key to the world, and they said that they didn't accept it. Now, I don't know if they, were, they thought that I was trying to get it on the, as a snack for the snack credit, but I wasn't allowed, and I didn't have any dollars on me because that's the way I roll. Fair enough. And I, I wasn't going to go get me credit card out for a pretzel. No, okay. That's fair enough. Um, so they didn't have one in the end. Yeah, so um, my kids cried and um, they lost a sale. Disney ruined, your, Disney <laughs> ruined your holiday. Vetzel pretzel ruined your holiday. Uh, number yeah. seven is a place you can only go to if you've got the admission to Disney Quest. So if you have the Disney Quest park admission, you can go and eat at Food Quest. I honestly, and I'm saying this now, I wouldn't pay the admission to go and eat in Food Quest. Um, it's not great. It used to be a cheesecake factory, and it was much, much better. And it was a cheesecake factory. It was now taken over by Disney, and to be honest, every time I go up there, it's dead. I don't think I've ever seen it busy. Mm. Uh, they do do um, lunch, dinner, snacks, all that sort of stuff. Um, but I, it's not anything special, if I'm completely honest. I don't know about you. I, I don't think I've really... I've eaten there once since it, it stopped being um, a cheesecake factory. And yeah, it's not... I, you know, I'm not going to rush there. I, th I think it's it's one of those things. You, if you've got a bit of Disney curiosity, you want to go in there and you want to try these different things. Yeah, I think if you don't do it, you're going to go, oh, well, maybe they'll do it next time. Hmm. So I, I think... As as a as a Disney visitor, you should try at least once and then be totally disappointed. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, you look at the, what the actual menu they've got there. So the usual lunch menu, which is is much different for dinner. You've got things like cheeseburgers, grilled BLTs, chicken nuggets. They've got sloppy joes, flatbread pizzas, and flatbreads and that sort of stuff. It's it's your usual Disney fare. There's nothing in there that you would say is is wow. If I'm honest, yeah. And nothing in there that I would say would drag me into Disney Quest just to eat a food quest when there's blatantly much better places to eat in uh, downtown Disney than that. Yeah, um, to totally. And yeah. What we got next on the list? Talking about better uh, places to eat. We're, we're going for a smokehouse. Yeah, the smokehouse. The, the smokehouse, which is next to the House of Blues. Yep. Um, or is it part of the House of Blues? It's yeah, it's connected to yeah. Um. Ribs, chicken, brisket. Yeah. That sounds like something you'd have around your nanas on a Sunday lunch. Oh, uh, well, I've got to say, having had food from here, it was great. I had the smoked, smoked beef um, sort of brisket. It comes in a brioche bun. Right. Um, and it was one of those things where I saw it and went, oh, that looks really good. I don't really need it. I've eaten. <laughs> but it looks really good. So I had one of those. But they do a lot of pulled pork and uh, pulled chicken and all that sort of stuff. Uh, they have yeah. some really good food in there. So, it's again, it's a, a counter-service place, but the food I really like in there. I thought it was really good quality when I last had it. Yeah, I, I, think, I, th I think I'm going to end up eating in twice as many places as I've got dinner allocations. for, yeah. Not necessarily credits. I mean, like, I've already, I've already allocated lunch and dinner. I'm going to have to add another one in the middle. At this rate, you're going to have to, yeah, definitely. <laughs> what would you call it in between lunch and dinner? Linner? Or dunch. You know, breakfast know. and lunch, you've got know. brunch. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. Something like Answers that. Answers on a postcard. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Right, next to the smokehouse then, you have got Crossroads at House of Blues. 
Um, and this is... Uh, they do seafoods, they do flatbreads, they do burgers, they do sandwiches. This is a table service restaurant. This is the main restaurant within House of Blues. I love this place. I've had such good food from House of Blues. I'll and be I, honest. Yeah, go on. I've never been to House of Blues. You need to go to House of Blues if you've never been. The food was fantastic. The service was great when I last ate there. For the life of me, I can't remember what I had. I think it may have been ribs um, or something of that nature. But it was it was fantastic. Uh, really enjoyed that. Well worth having. Do, do you find um, when you're at Disney, you eat a lot more ribs than you've ever had anywhere else? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah I yeah. find that I'm a, a ribs person. Yeah, definitely. And I think the ribs that you get over here are usually a bit chewy, so mm. definitely worth trying. But if you've not been to House of Blues and you're thinking of somewhere to go, then Crossroads House of Blues is well worth getting, uh, getting something to eat from. It's, the food's fantastic there. Um, what we got up next then, we're coming across, we've got two in one here. We've got the Express at Wolfgang Puck and we've got the Wolfgang Puck Grand Cafe. So these are almost like a takeaway and a sit-down restaurant that's California-style cuisine. Pizzas by the slice, I believe, in the Express. Um, have you eaten Wolfgang Pucks? I don't think I ever have. Um, the I'm just trying to think. The one that we did was... I've got. I think it was near near the marketplace. That's and yeah. There's the, the Express uh, Wolfgang Puck Express, which is over in in the marketplace area. Right. Okay. So yeah, that's the one we've been to. We haven't been to the other one. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, the food are, is pretty much similar. Um, to be honest, the, what I'm going to say is, I'm just. Um, I'm actually changing my map actually while we're, while we're talking here. Um, if you if you went to the Express. Mm. It's a, a counter service. Yeah, and they still do a massive amount of food. They do a huge amount of salads, sandwiches. They've got loads of pizzas there and pastas. So it's it's still a good range of food. And the Express, I believe, does. Now, I don't, can't remember which way around it is. I think it's the one in Marketplace does breakfast. And the others don't, if I remember rightly. But that... I'm, I'm pretty sure, certain that is correct. Um, but you can get lunch and dinner there as well. Uh, and uh, people have said really good things about it, but I've never had a chance to eat there. Anyway, what I was going to say was, yeah. um, even though it's a counter service um, and you order at the till, they bring it out to your table. Oh, okay. So <laughs> it's not massively different between the well, obviously restaurant, you're going to get much better service. But well, the, the only difference is someone doesn't take the order from your table. Yeah, you have to go and do it yourself. Yeah, but you know, I don't mind doing that. And no. then someone comes around and they. Especially. But then, the, then the other thing is because it's a counter service, mm. the person who comes and waits on you doesn't necessarily get the automatic tip. No, that's true. Which so, I feel a bit sorry for them. I am right in thinking. Yeah, Wolfgang Puck Express in Marketplace does serve breakfast, but the one in uh, in Westside does not serve breakfast. So I was correct. Um, another restaurant that does exactly the same idea as Wolfgang Puck's is Bongo's Cuban Cafe. They do both the uh, Express, which is a quick service option, and then they have the main restaurant as well. This is kind of Cuban food. Uh, they do lunch and dinner again uh, inside the quick service, and also they do the same in the uh, cafe as well. I'm beginning to realise that I haven't actually eaten in that many places in uh, in downtown Disney. Yeah. I think downtown Disney's got a lot of things to offer, and 
you know, you've, you've seen that giant pineapple from across the lake, yeah. and you think, yeah, I've got to go there. And you even see it on the, the infomercials and the sort of all the adverts of why you should go to Disney. And, you know, it's, is it, who is it? Gloria Gaynor, is it? Or am I, no, Gloria Estefan. <laughs> the food's not so bad that you come out think, going in singing, <laughs> I will survive. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but um, it's one of the things that you think, yeah, yeah, I've got to go there. Then, but, um, no, never no, do. The thing is, I don't go to downtown Disney, particularly the west side, really, for food. If I'm going to eat, I've quite often gone to um, the marketplace side and quite often go down there for shopping. So we spend more time in the marketplace than we do normally in the other. But still, it's, yeah. you know, it's there's nothing wrong with it. And, and people have, again, said there's good food and it's been there long enough to know that people like it. But Yeah. I will, I will say, say that because if, if you start at a Disney resort, you tend to get dropped off at the marketplace first. Yeah. Um, so we generally jump out of the bus there. So to get to Westside from Marketplace is the longest walk. This is a good walk to get all the way down there. Um, next up is the newest addition to uh, one of the newest additions to the re- restaurants, so the counter service restaurants, and that's the food trucks at Exposition Park. These do lunch, dinners, and snacks, and basically it's food from. Uh, so they say it's food from Disney parks from around the world is basically the way they describe it. There are several trucks uh, that are there as part of this setup, and each of them sells different types of food. You've got um, a Fantasy Fair food truck, which sells kind of American-style food. You've got a Namaste Cafe, which is Eurasian. There is a Superstar Catering, which again does more American. And then you've got World Showcase of Flavors, which is a mixture of all sorts of bits and pieces. It's um, these have been a new addition since I last visited um, downtown Disney, so I don't really have an opinion on them because they they opened. I want to say a, f- a few weeks or a month or so after I last visited. Yeah. So it's one that I've kind of missed out on. But uh, if you have tried it, do do uh, let us know and let you know what you think about it because I know it was in the process of being sorted. I remember seeing the signs up when I was last there. Next well, up, um, go on. I'll give I'll give my feedback when I go for my liner there. Okay, fair enough. Oh. Or my dunch. You dunch or you lay not or your break lunch. Brunch. That'll be that's, brunch. That's called a brunch. Oh, man. It's been a long week. It'll be leckfest. I can't really, trying to think of leckfest. I've just made up a word for something that already exists. Um, next up is what was one of the busiest places I saw when I was there, and that is Starbucks. It was rammed. Starbucks is was massive. It's quite a big place as well, but it was absolutely rammed when I was last down there. People just um, like queuing out of the door to get a coffee. But they do a lot of snack stuff for there and their sandwiches and bits and pieces there as well. Don't expect anything different to what you normally get. It is one of the very, very few places that are classed as kind of Disney's west side that does serve breakfast, though. Um, but, um, you know, it's the usual standard fare. The last re- sort of restaurant in that I'm, I'm going to add something in there. Yeah, go on. I think I've heard something that you can claim your Starbucks points, mm. but you can't cash them in for free drinks. Oh, okay. Or that might be just in the parks. Right, okay. I don't know the answer to that. That's quite an interesting point. Mm. Um, But, you know, it might be just the parks. This might be different. It might have different rules in downtown Disney. Yeah, I would guess it probably You know, I think you can still cash up your X amount of Starbucks points, whatever they are. Personally, I've never been to Starbucks. I'm I'm a Costa sort of guy. Oh, dear. uh, Well, I don't mind Costa, but Starbucks points for me. Well, only because there's a Disney connection. Okay. We'll see. I'll, I'll, I'll try it out. Happens. 
Um, Planet Hollywood is the last place that is on the old west side. I suppose actually it's really heading down into Pleasure Island sort of territory. Uh, it is owned by um, some of the biggest names in Hollywood, Schwarzenegger, Willis and um, Stallone. I've eaten in several Planet Hollywoods and I'm still yet to be impressed by any of them. I'll be honest, you know, I don't think the food's fantastic. The atmosphere is okay. It's not amazing. Um, I just find it really overpriced for the quality of the food and I don't think it's as great as everyone makes out it is, if I'm completely honest. I, I think if you go to Planet Hollywood, you go for the atmosphere, which I know is not the best atmosphere, but you're going for the memorabilia. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's the equivalent of the Hard Rock Cafe, but movie-based. Generally, am I wrong? Yeah, you do. Um, I'm going to tell you a little story here about last time I went there. Yeah. And it was it was ten years ago when I last went there. I haven't been back since. I've been scarred for life. And it was when Pleasure Island was open. Yeah. We um, went to the went to Planet Hollywood. I had um, probably ribs, and th when the server was clearing away the table they sort of took away the ketchup and the mustard and I, I didn't think anything about it until I went on to Pleasure Island Yeah. and what had actually happened was when the server had moved the mustard it had fell over on the tray and squirted down my back <laughs> that's brilliant so I went on to the um, comedy warehouse and I was going god it stinks around here doesn't it, god there's mustard smell oh it's, it's rotten that's brilliant. and it was me <laughs> that's fantastic I like that uh, but I wouldn't recommend Planet Hollywood as a place, to be honest. It's all right, but it's nothing fantastic. Um, let's head over to what is the old Pleasure Island starting to become Disney Springs then. And the next one we go along to is Paradiso 37. Um, have you had a chance to eat at Paradiso 37? Yes, I've been there several times. What's your opinion? I absolutely love it. I think it's it's um, really tasty food. It's, yeah. um, it, it's sort of... I'm, I'm going to say a bit Tex-Mex. Okay. That's, that's the way I think of it. Um, we've had some sort of um, steak things before, and um, I'm sure we've had like... I'm sure we've had like fajitas or something like that. Might be totally wrong. Yeah, I, it's a mixture of all sorts of things from around the world. It's kind of a little bit Brazilian, a little bit Mexican, a little bit all sorts. I had burritos when I was last there. Um, right. Food I really enjoyed. Service wasn't fantastic. We had a bit of an issue as well in uh, that we were using our um, room card, charge card mm -hmm. for the hotel. And uh, while we were trying to, we, we said to them, don't put it on the room card, the, the tip, we will give you an actual tip. So we gave them a tip and then they proceeded to add another 20% onto our room charge as well. So they doubled our tip and charged us twice as much as we were leaving. Uh, and it took us, it was a real pain getting that back. It involved me having to email the restaurant and having to go back down there and all this sort of stuff. So oh. I'm kind of a little bit wary of going back there because of that particular incident that happened. And I'm not saying that that is something that happens every single time, but I do know of several other people who have also had the same issue with uh, yeah. Paradiso 37. So just be aware if you are going there that you do check whether or not you've been charged a tip on your bill before you leave one. Um, I'm going to change the subject to about the interior design on there in the yeah. place. Yeah. The chandeliers and the light fittings, tequila bottles and glasses. Absolutely amazing. 
I've, every time that I've been in there, I've looked at all the glasses that are sort of made into chandeliers, and I thought, I wouldn't mind making one of them. Yeah. It's, it's, absolutely, it's absolutely amazing. And also they have um, live music there on a, a night time as well. A guy playing guitar. It's um, good entertainment. Yeah. So I, I've been there, I think, three times now, and I would go back if I hadn't allocated all my five meals a day meals to everything else yeah and all your lunch and your your black lunch brunch Big lunch oh am I going to have to Dinner. add another one in between brunch and lunch yeah you're going to have to have a, br- a brunch lunch <laughs> we'll work on it li- supper lin lunch and a supper di- a dupper a dupper yeah we're just inventing new words, aren't we? Um, okay. Or a, or a sinner. <laughs> or a sinner. Yeah, that's just... Yeah, anyway, that's completely yeah, that's different. Right, move on. Uh, number 38 on our map is Raglin Road Irish Pub and Restaurant. Um, I, I struggle to go here again because it's very much like food I can get at home. Uh, those people who I know who have been have said how fantastic the food is and the entertainment is also fantastic. And it's somewhere that I've always fancied trying but never kind of got around to it because of how close it is to home it's a little bit like um eating in the british pub in epcot it's kind of too yeah. close to want to do it um we went there for six years ago ish yeah and you know the whole idea was because there was the irish dancing on the bar and yeah, it was yeah, all yeah. the entertainment we didn't actually see any of that um and we did have um i had a, a flight of ales mm-hmm. i think one of them might have been guinness yeah but as, as you say, it's essentially stuff that you could have got back at home. Um, yeah. If you go to any pub, it's pretty much standard pub fare for us. As is Cooks um, of Dublin, which is next door. Uh, it's yeah. kind of that standard fare stuff that you would expect if you were coming from the, from the UK. I, I would not travel to Orlando or Florida or even Disney. Okay, I'm, yeah. I'm not going. I'm going to Disney World. I'm not going to Orlando or Florida. I'm going to Disney. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't fly all that way and spend all that money to have fish and chips. Would you? No. No, you, you, it, definitely not. Yeah, you look at something, especially it's like going into Epcot's UK pavilion and, and going for the Cadbury's chocolate and the I don't yeah. know, Fox's biscuits. Yeah, I don't yeah, know what they've yeah. got. it is. It's exactly like that. And you'd be like, why, why would you actually bother going to Orlando and having the stuff that you could have in this country? It doesn't kind of make any sense, really. Um, yeah, I'm just going to eat burgers and fries instead. Yeah, just, yeah, we don't get that anymore. <laughs> Next on the map is the newest edition. It's rich, literally been open a matter of weeks. It's the Boathouse, which I believe you're heading to, aren't you? Well, I've, you again, I'm running out of time. I've got one slot which I could go there, and currently it's not available to book via um, Disney's dining reservation ah, system. Okay. Um, I think you've got to go to, oh, I can't remember, is it called Top Table or something like that? One of these online... Yeah things but um i've not successfully been able to book a table however i'm gonna try and book one on the day yeah and see if you can get in it looks fun it looks fun the the food looks amazing um some giant steaks there's there's one steak rib that which is called i think it's called a tomahawk yes steak or or something like that and it's it's big enough for two people to share and it looks absolutely amazing. And also, obviously, it's specialised in um, seafood as well. So it, there's a lot of surf and turf stuff, so you can get your lobsters and your sirloin steaks, or your fillet steaks, or ribeyes, etc. Yeah. 
I believe it's pricey though. It is quite pricey and they do have the Aqua vehicles next door that look pretty cool, but again, they're not particularly cheap. Uh, but they do look quite exciting and people seem to be uh, enjoying those at the moment as well, which is cool. Yeah. Right, what's next? I think it's going to be a good one, that one. Yeah, I think it is. Uh, next up is the Portobello Country Italian Trattoria. This used to be uh, just called the Portobello Club. I much preferred it as a Portobello Club. I think since it's changed its name, it's altered its menu, and it's, I don't think it's quite as nice as it, as it was. I remember eating here sort of 10 years ago and then going back again uh, probably four or so years ago, and I don't think the food was anywhere near as good quality as it was when I'd last gone. Is it a popular place? Um, I don't think. It's, I think the reason why it was given the makeover was because it wasn't as popular as they hoped. It's one of those um, places that not many people talk about. It's kind of a little bit of unknown by anybody who wouldn't necessarily know Disney too well. Because what I'm going to say is, and I'm, I'm reaching into my little um, my little big book of vouchers that I got yes. from Disney. Yeah. And I'm pretty pretty sure, or is it lots of places in downtown Disney? I've got a feeling that the Portobello is one of the places that you get a voucher for. Right, okay. Um, sorry for flicking my vouchers near the microphone. But actually, looking through it, you've got House of Blues, you've got um, Paradiso, you've got pretty much everything there. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Portobello is there. If you book with Disney, you get 10% discount. Oh, there you go. So, the... I don't, yeah, I don't think it's doing as well as maybe Disney hopes it would or it has done in the past. Next door, though, is yeah. another place that does extremely well for itself, and it's the Portobello Yacht Club. Um, it's an, no, sorry, Portobello Yacht Club, sorry. Fulton's Crab Where House. Where are you? Where am I? I don't know. Well, I've just gone back in time. Uh, it's Fulton's Crab House. This is the seafood special. It is done on what is an old Mississippi kind of riverboat uh, right next to the shoreline, and you go in, and uh, it's pretty much mostly seafood. This was an interesting fact for people. The first ever Disney character dining location in the whole of Walt Disney World. It was held here. Um, and then Fulton's came in and, uh, and, and took it over, and it is now pretty much all seafood. Have you eaten here? Um, I've eaten there a couple of times. Um, the first time I've experienced a proper crab claw platter yeah. was there. Um, my, my server taught me how to shell open crab claws and eat them properly. Um, and the second time I went with my kid and family, my wife and child even. Yeah. And um it's a fantastic experience. It's it's great views of the lake if you get a, a window seat. Um but again it's not a cheap place. No, it's it's up to sixty odd dollars a head you could be paying for food. Um you're looking at just at the, the claw bar. Fulton seafood town for two forty five dollars. Uh, if you actually go to your lobsters and crab legs, you're looking at F Louis Fulton's ultimate crab and lobster experience for two is $99 and uh, $200 for four. Uh, crab legs are $65. It's not cheap. And I, the thing is, I'm not really a fish eater. Uh, I'm not a big seafood eater. And it means that actually when I go there, the what I've got is limited. Um, I can get baby back ribs, $21. And then my filet mignons, 47 And my New York strips, 48 and I kind yeah. of think, you know, I don't want to go there and have no choice but to buy expensive steak. Yeah, well, have you have you tried crab claws? Yeah, I'm not a massive fan. I'm, honestly, right. seafood and me, on you know, we don't get on that well. I'll make sure I've got plenty in when you come round. If you could, that'd be great. Thanks. 
The next one up is uh, T-Rex Cafe. It is one of uh, several that are now owned around that area by the same company. Uh, the T-Rex Cafe is designed to be look a little bit like um, you are going back into prehistoric times and you're going to dine around animatronic dinosaurs. I was really excited by this place when it first opened because it was made by the guys who'd made a restaurant... Uh, Rainforest Cafe, and uh, I'll, I'll admit again, you know, the food was okay. It wasn't stunning. It wasn't fantastic. It was expensive for what it was, but I've eaten worse again uh, as well in in this place. But it's not too bad, I suppose. Yeah, it's pretty much your standard fare from Rainforest yeah. Cafe, though. Yeah, it's not much. nothing special. Um, I, if I'm at Rainforest Cafe, I generally have I think it's a thing called Major Mojo Bones. Yeah. Um, at T Rex, they've got the same sort of thing, but it's called something else. Yeah, it's, the food is fairly similar. It's the, the setting and the theme that's different rather than anything else. Yeah. I, w I will say that when you get used to, like, Disney animatronics, though... Yeah, it doesn't the, help. It's not quite up to the standard. No. no it's really so, um, there's a bit too much um, jowly movement when the dinosaurs move. Yeah. Uh, if you keep coming along the uh, shoreline, you, the next one you come along to is another Starbucks at Downtown Disney. And then after that is Girardelli's Ice Cream and Chocolate Shop. And Girardelli's is, uh, I, you know, I don't know what it is about Girardelli's ice cream. I, I can't help but go, oh, I must have one of those. We don't have it in this country. You can get kind of Girardelli brownies. You can get them from like Costco and things like that. But actual um, kind of um, sort of ice cream? the ice cream itself, I, I can't see in this country. Um, I've not, I've never had it in this country. Um, I know that every time I go, I always get me free sample. Yeah, you got, you got to get a free sample of chocolate. But um, I'm trying to think. I'm sure the kids did have a, a crazy, a crazy um, amount of like an ice cream sundae or something. I don't know if I got to try it or not. Probably not. Probably not. No, probably not. Not if it's kids and ice cream. They don't share ice cream. What are you on about? I think I'll try it next time I go. Okay. Marketplace Snacks is next. They just do things like popcorn and hot dogs and ice creams and things like that. And opening very soon, spring 2015, is going to be the Dockside Margaritas. That's going to be right on the waterfront there. But we'll name the last few. Uh, one of them is my one of my favourite places to eat inside um, uh, downtown Disney. And that is the Earl of Sandwich. Now, again, it's just a hot sandwich. You're joking me. I love Earl of Sandwich. Do you not I've like Earl of Sandwich? There. Oh, honestly, you have to go to Earl of Sandwich for a uh, for a Lina Lina Upper. Go on, say it. Lina Upper. I'm not going to travel all their miles and spend all that money to have a sandwich. It's great. Earl of Sandwich is amazing. You've got to try it. Honestly, they're fantastic. And I know there's people now going to be saying, "Yeah, what is he talking about? Earl of Sandwich is fantastic." Just breakfast, lunch, and dinner as well. And um, I love the Hawaiian one that they do which is chicken and pineapple admittedly you can now get one in Disneyland Paris and there is one in London but I still love Earl of Sandwich it's amazing and you're not going to sway me from changing my mind it's Subway kind of one of those things better. we quite often our sort of last day if we go to downtown Disney before going to the airport quite often we'll go to Earl of Sandwich for our last meal sort of thing is it a takeout place? yeah you can get takeout yeah you can sit down and eat in, in the restaurant itself but it's it's counter service Right, okay. Okay. So give it Fair a enough. Um, we've also got another Wolfgang Puck Express over here. We've already talked about that. And the final one that we've not talked about food wise is Rainforest Cafe. This is right on the water's edge. 
food again, very similar to T-Rex. I prefer Rainforest Cafe to T-Rex, if I'm honest. I prefer the, the atmosphere. And I do think the food quality is slightly better. But mm. only mild. I'd, I'd say the food quality is the same. Do you reckon? I, I reckon if the wind's on opposite sides of a, a little lake, I think they would share the same kitchen if they could. <laughs> they probably do. Just ship it across on small boats across the water. Yeah. Under, underneath the water. Okay, let's That's why um, it's tepid. We're going to just run through the shops and we'll stop if there's anything that we want to kind of mention or point out. But to be honest, most of the shopping within uh, downtown Disney is getting quite generic. There seems to be a lot of kind of non-Disney related stuff. But we'll head back over to Westside and work our way through. We've got the Cirque du Soleil boutique, which has got some nice little Cirque du Soleil stuff, but there's nothing particularly exciting in there. If you do want any DVDs of their live shows, these are a good place to get them, actually, and some bits and pieces like that. Disney Quest have got yeah. an Emporium. It's pretty much... There's some Disney Quest mer merchandise, and then everything else is just sort of Disney-themed. Um, House of Blues does music-related apparel. They've got now... Uh, it's interesting. A place called Fit to Run, which is a new running superstore, which you can get all sorts of running-related things from. Is that, is that New Balance? I think New Balance are, are in there. New Balance is kind of All one right. of the big running companies, I think, in the US. You've then got Curl, okay. uh, which is a Sammy Duval uh, surf store right next door. We come around a little bit further, you've got the Pop Gallery, which does have some cool limited edition artworks and stuff like that, kind of celebrity signed, all those bits and pieces. Um, Bongo's Cuban Cafe have their own gift shop. And then uh, across the road, in, we've got a series of shops that are all right next to each other. You've got something silver for your jewellery. You've got Sosa's uh, Family Cigars. You've got the Hoi Polloi. <laughs> Doesn't that? that sound wrong? Sosa's Family Cigars. Yeah, it is a little bit. Uh, cigars for all Can I have the one family. for the mama and one for the papa <laughs> and one for the little baba? Um, you've got Hoi Polloi Gallery, which has your contemporary glass artwork and all that sort of stuff. Then there's a sunglass icon. Um, and then next door, another great place, Disney owned, is the Disney Candy Cauldron. It's full of amazing stuff. It looks great. Coming next is, uh, coming in, wait, spring 2015 it arrives. This looks amazing and I can't wait. I think it's opened open. actually. Is I it think now I've open? seen um, people being in it. The Superhero Headquarters, which is just full of superhero merchandise and apparel and collectibles and all that sort of stuff. Although there'll probably not be any Black Widow in there after the recent arguments about them not doing any Black Widow merchandise. But this looks cool. Uh, one, one thing I'm going to point out. Yeah. You know, um, Disney aren't allowed to add Marvel to the theme parks. No, but they can add it to Downtown Disney. Well, notice that it's called Superhero Headquarters. Yes. Not Marvel no. Superhero. Well, no, because then they can they can cover all sorts of superheroes. But um, it's mainly Marvel. But it's mainly Marvel, yeah, pretty much. you got D Street next door. They do all of your Vinylmation figures. They do pop culture figures and all those sorts as well. That's a really cool store to go in and have a look at. It's got a great selection got, of different stuff in there. Got a load of Vinylmation. Yeah. Will Vinylmation continue in there? Good question. I don't know. Uh, Orlando Harley-Davidson is next up. And then uh, we've got a new location that's coming fairly... Uh, well it's open now and it's as we head into the old pleasure island new disney springs area you've got the art of shaving yeah uh the San sanic uh which is kind of to do with yoga and all that sort of stuff sound line doing headphones apex by sunglass hut you got chapel hats uh have i can never, i can never get this right Javianas. Javianas. Yeah, that's it. And then Erin McKenna's Bakery in New York City, which actually has changed its name. 
Um, I can't remember what the original name was, but it's a gluten-free bakery. And I've got to say, you could try one of these, you wouldn't, you wouldn't notice, you wouldn't realise at all. Uh, coming again in spring 2015, around this area, you've got Irwin Pearl and Joffrey's Tea come in, and a new uh, like snack area called Vivoli Gelataria, which do sandwiches and espressos and um, all those sort of bits and pieces. I'm not quite sure why this is in the shops and not in the dine, but that's where it's going to be anyway. Next to, mm. or in between Cooks of Dublin and Raglan Road, you've got Shop for Ireland, and then inside uh, of the t-rex cafe or near the t-rex cafe you've got the dino store see what they did there clever oh it's, it's subtle it's very yeah, subtle very subtle you got a dino store and near that you've also got a builder dino which is by builder bear workshop uh, you've got an awesome lego store here as well which is yeah. fantastic i love the lego store as you come around and then that's got a bibbity bobbity boutique right next door to it which is held within side the world of Disney. Now, the world of Disney, honestly, is the biggest store you've ever seen in your entire life. This thing is massive. I could spend hours in there and just get lost. But you can pretty and much guarantee that if you can't find anything else in Disney World you want to buy, you will find something in the world of Disney. Yeah. The, the, the only thing that seemed to be a little bit slim on in this shop is cookware. Yes, but you can get that, I think, a little bit further around, can't you? Yeah. Um, and also, they've got a lot of good collection of watches in there, if you're into... I, I'm desperate yes. for a Disney watch. Oh, you'll find them in there. Yeah. Um, oh, what was I going to say about um, the Bibbidi Bobby Boutique? Yeah. Um, my daughter went there last, last time we were there. Yeah. And it's not as busy as the one in Magic Kingdom, because obviously everybody wants their Bibbidi Bobby Boutique like experience. Castle in the castle um but great experience kids love it and um dads get a nice bit of pixie dust as well so let's move along and we're heading into what uh well actually just before we get to the marketplace cart we've got a couple of others as well we've got basin arabesque brothers and uh, the Ger Girardelli ice cream and chocolate shop where you can buy your stuff to take home as well but then we've got the marketplace co-op and this is I don't know what the best way to describe it is. It's almost like a Disney department store, I suppose. Uh, yeah. In the sense that it's got loads of lots of kind of little different shops that are themed to Disney. And I love this place. I think it's such a great addition to Disney. And one of the things I really like about it is most of the stores are made up of um, kind of shelving units that are on wheels. So they could move the stores around really easily and change things up really, really simply. Uh, but it's got loads and loads of really great Disney stuff in here. They're kind of concept stores almost, I suppose, is a good way to put it. But there's about six yep. stores in there, and it's great. I, I love the stuff that they've got in there, and there's some really nice stuff in there, which is cool. And um, if you're into your signage, which obviously I am not, yep. um, they've got a little sign shop in there, apparently. They have. Yes, they have. You can buy little uh, Disney signs. Um, and if you're also into your makeup, like I am not, um, they sell Disney makeup. Yes. And, and they've got handbags and all sorts of stuff in there. Uh, which links to the store that's next door, which is Trendies. Uh, and Trendies is very much your high fashion kind of items, very much geared towards females. Um, but a good place. Uh, next up, Once Upon a Toy, which is a massive, massive toy store, um, which has got build your own lightsabers. It's got every 
possible known Disney toy to man. It's great here to get. This is one of the places I always go to look for Disney CDs with any new music. Um, I also look here for things like comics and books as well. I think it's a really good place to head for those sort of things. They're kind of out towards off, the back. Off the top of your head, was this linked to FEL Schwartz? No, I don't believe it was. All right, I thought it was. So that's um, Once Upon a Toy. And then comes to the, the next sort of point. It's the one that you were talking about. Is the Mickey's Pantry. Uh, yep. Which is where you get a lot of your Disney homeware and kitchenware and all those sort of stuff. Um, and it's a nice place to be able to grab all those bits and pieces, which is cool. Uh, Sixty-three. What are we on? Oh, the, spi the Spice and Tea Exchange. Which pretty much says everything for itself. And then you've got the Disney Pin Traders, which is the largest pin trading location in the whole of Walt Disney World. And this is usually rammed whenever we've been in there. It's absolutely crazy how much stuff that goes on in there. You've got yeah. a little mismatched, which uh, has all sorts of accessories, socks, apparel, all that sort of stuff. And then you've got Goofy's Candy Company, which is a small version of the candy cauldron that's uh, around in West Side. Uh, Rainforest Cafe Retail Village. Uh, which has your jungle thing clothing within uh, the Rainforest Cafe. And then another one of Disney's unique shops, which is the Disney's Days of Christmas. Have you bought stuff in here? Every time. Every yeah. year. It, it's, it's like tradition. You've got to. Yeah, you have kind of got to. It's a little bit weird that we do it, but we do. Oh, I've just realised I've missed one out. Did I mention the Marketplace? Um, marketplace Fun Finds. Yeah. Um quick tip for marketplaces this is something we found that was really really cool they've got an area oh, in the yeah. marketplace which has got uh you find a lot of reduced items so uh plush that sort of stuff they're going they're selling them off cheap and they've got this area that they do that in harry got a lady and a tramp for like five dollars each or something like that but what they also do is they do mystery bags and these mystery bags are i think they were 15 14 15 dollars and in them are a series of different things. And I bought one and I got a couple of Vinomation in there. And I got some other bits and pieces as well. It's just like a, like a lucky dip, I suppose. Disney All right. Lucky dip. But they were quite cool to get some little gifts and things like that from. Done that a couple of times, which was really cool. Do you know what? I've been really good if you bought one and you said you got a lady in a tramp that Harry got for $5 each. Yeah. But you spent 15 Yeah, wouldn't that be great? No. No, not things like that. There wasn't in there, which is good. Um, where are we? Um, Christmas, Christmas shop. That's right. Uh, you can go in there, get all your Christmas decorations, and they'll personalise like ball balls and things like that. One of the things we've always done is we bought a ball ball every year we've gone, and we've got it dated. So we've got ball balls on our Christmas tree from each year that we've been. Can you get them? Can you order them and send them to your hotel? Yes, you can. And if you're going to get them personalised, you need to get them a good couple of days before you're going to leave. Otherwise, they don't necessarily have them ready and done before you leave for for uh, for home. Yeah. Because that it always tends to be one of the last things you do. You, you go around to spend your last few yeah, dollars, you do, and you realise that you know you haven't got time to get these things sorted out no. properly. So it's a good thing to remember if you're going to get that done to get it done early. You've got an Art of Disney around there as well. Um, and next to that, you've got the Disney's Wonderful World of Memories, where they do things like photo albums and frames and personalised embroideries on ear hats, and also they do a lot of your um, scrapbooking kits. Yes. Um, you can get your scrapbooking kits and all those bits and pieces from there as well. I'm also going to say that in between the Art of Disney and the um, Wonderful World of Memories, you can actually walk between the two shops. Yes, you can. Um, I think actually you probably do Designer Tea as well. I think they all work yeah, together. Yeah, they all work together. Designer um, Tea is really cool. But um, if you're after a book about Disney, which 
quite often I am. Mm. It's one of the few places where it's actually got a better selection in this shop here. They have in um, the Art of Disney. And then you've got the designer tee, which um, is quite clever because you can literally design your t-shirt there and then and they will print it for you and you can get it. So let's say you go in there together, you can go and get your t-shirts printed as a family at the beginning of your, your holiday and you can walk around them in, in them all week if you really want to. Um, although I like the t-shirts are cool, they're not that brilliantly designed. If I'm honest. Well, because you've designed them yourself, that's why. Well, no, the, the templates and things like that, I wouldn't say are brilliantly creative uh, but it is a way to get official Disney characters on um, on kind of a t-shirt yeah. that you can personalise yourself yeah we, we, we did one and um, they come in a nice little jersey t-shirt bag yeah um, it's like sort of stretchy material good for your, your, your gym shoes or something like that yeah um, and you know we just got it was Minnie Mouse in a valley ballerina dress with them um, my daughter's name underneath it so it wasn't the say the best design but it was fun and it was something to do which is cool that's good right okay let's uh, just talk about our play section then so there are elements of downtown disney of course which are there for you to go and enjoy yourself and take part in the first one i want to talk about is la nuba by cirque du soleil which is a show that happens tuesday through saturday at 6 p.m and 9 p.m it's a 90 minute show and um, have you seen Cirque du Soleil? I haven't. It's no. it's, it's too far along West Side from Marketplace for me to go to. Um, I have seen Cirque du Soleil. I've seen them several times. I've not only seen Lanou, but I've seen lots of other shows that they've done around the world as well. Fingers crossed I'm off to see them in Barcelona this summer, which would be amazing. Um, the, the show is not cheap, I'll admit. And I'll be honest with you, the more expensive you... The closer you sit to the front, the more expensive the tickets are. I wouldn't sit near the front. The problem is the stage is so big and things happen high up and low down. The closer you are, the more you've got to look around. I will sit in the sort of uh, upper tier and uh, the, seat, the seats are much, much cheaper and I can see much, much more from there as well. But if you've never seen it and you've thought about going, do go because it is phenomenal. It's such an amazing show and having seen it several times, I still go back and I pick up things that I didn't see the time before because there's so much that happens on that particular stage. And it, they do change it up in every now and again as well, which is good. Yeah, from what, what I have seen of it, which hasn't been in live, yeah. it does look pretty amazing. This amazing and the soundtrack does look good, sound yeah. good even. But it is, yeah, it's, it's well worth seeing without a shadow of a doubt. Do go and see that if you're really interested in going to see kind of a, a circus-ish star performance. Uh, we'll yeah. leave the big one until last. Let's do Head of House of Blues. They have a music hall and they have loads of live bands on as well. Some of them are bands actually at times that are quite big in the UK, not maybe made it so big over in the US. And they sometimes play at House of Blues locations or they do have some sort of smaller acts that we've people have heard of that play there as well. They have a gospel yeah. brunch on a Sunday as well which have a live gospel choir, which is really cool. I think that's quite reasonable as well. Yeah, it's not too expensive, um, but they do some really good stuff there, which is well worth seeing, so do check that out. You've got Splitsville Luxury Lanes, which is the new 10-pin bowling alley that you've got down in um, in the middle of downtown Disney. Uh, I've not been bowling here. I don't know about you. It was not um, no, I've not been yet, but um, I think it's two floors of bowling, and also they've got some good food there as well apparently yeah apparently the food is really good there but it's not something that I would again rush to go and do because I can do it at home you've got the AMC Downtown Disney which is the uh, 24 screen theatre they've also got the dining theatres in there as well so you can go and sit and eat uh, in the fork and screen dining area um, 
You've got to be careful when you say that. And yeah. um, now, would, would be, you go to see a film? I, I do. I do quite often. Really? Yeah. And the reason I do it is because, but I will only go and see it. I'll go and see a film that's not due to come out in this country for a few months. So right. if it's a film that I really fancy seeing and it's out in the US, then I'll go and see it. So I know people before, I think Chris Speed's done this before as well, and so and Craig Duncan's certainly done it, um, oh. is that um, if there's a Disney movie that's just come out that we're not going to get for a few months, they'll go and see it at the AMC. But I have, yeah, before now, been and, and, and watched several films at the AMC. Because to, to me, again, it's like something, well, I, d- I don't mind waiting a little bit of time and watching it in the UK. Um, I, to me, allocating two and a bit hours of sitting yeah. in the cinema yeah surely that's a waste of time for well, me uh, yeah only if if like i say it's a film that's not come out but what it seems to be happening now is that the release dates for a lot of movies in the us and the uk are the same and if they're yeah. not saying the they're very very close so the chances of me doing it again and again are fairly slim and, and quite often it's disney films that i want to see and in the past few years we've actually done most of our trips with a Disney cruise attached to it so I've been able to go and see the films on the cruise ship for free oh you don't go on the cinema the cruise ship do you yeah but I usually <laughs> but I will usually go to a late night screening so I'll like go to an 11pm screening of something so I went right. to see the last was it the last Iron Man no or, yeah it might be the last Iron Man I went to see in the uh, screen late at night no, it wasn't the okay. Iron Man, it was Guardians of the Galaxy. There we go. I'll let you off because you did it late on. Yeah, I'll do it late on. So when everyone's gone to bed, I usually go. Um, nearby, we've got the Characters in Flight balloon operated by Aerofile. This is a balloon that takes you 400 feet into the air and you get a 360 degree view of Walt Disney World. Um, have you done this? I haven't done it, but we're planning to do it this time. Oh, that's good because we were going to do it and the time we went down to do it, the uh, wind was too strong for the balloon to be able to fly. Do be aware that this does happen on occasions that the, due to weather, they have to bring the balloon down and keep it down for some time. And obviously, yeah. if you're going during the storms, then do check the weather forecast and see what it's like. I've done it in Disneyland Paris. It's owned by exactly the same company. It, it is pretty cool how high up you get and what you can see. Yeah. Well, cool. when, you, when you see the rope going straight vertically up in the air and the, the inflatable balls in the air, you don't think about the wind taking it sideways. No, you don't. And it's a little, it's quite a disorientating feeling to start off with until you get used to it. Yeah, looks good. They've got the Waterside Stage, which is right on, as it says, by the Waterside. They do uh, DJ sort of dance parties for kids in the evening quite often. And they have other yep. sort of live demonstrations and things like that throughout the year. So that's well worth looking at what the Times Guide says is going on there for those different things. We, we found that in the daytime, they tend to have like um, music schools turn up and yeah, do performances. Like yeah, and in the evening between about 7 and 10 is usually when they have the, the kids dance parties on that Waterside Stage. Yeah, um, you've got two small attractions, and I don't understand why they've got these two things here. You've got the Marketplace Train Express and the Marketplace Carousel, right? Two small, kind of tin pot amusement park rides, which you have to pay for. Yeah, and I'm kind of like, well, hang on. You go to Disney World to go on rides. You go to the theme parks all day. You don't go then go down to Downtown Disney and go, oh, I enjoyed that Prince charming regal carousel but i know we'll pay four dollars or whatever it is and you can go on that little naff one in the corner come on kids <laughs> i don't quite understand why they're there well i'm, I'm gonna add something to this which i don't know it's not going to change your mind but um i recommend that people go and visit um, mouse steps uh, weekly on youtube and have a look at their last their recent show um but they videoed the marketplace carousel 
Yeah. And the reason for it is that it's got hand-painted scenery on it. Yes. Okay. So there's a load of decorative scenes around the whole thing and on the on the roof, on the inside of the roof, yeah. and the, the the outside of the the rim. And it is scenes that was downtown Disney over the past twenty odd years. Mm-hmm. So there's the the tower that was outside McDonald's, which isn't there now, but yeah. it's on this yeah, carousel. Yeah. It, there's loads of things that have gone. But it's so it's like a snapshot of history it now. Still doesn't take into consideration. Still, you know, take that into consideration. You still have to pay to ride it. And it's exactly the same, but smaller as the one that you get in mean, Magic Kingdom. But there you go. Yeah, yeah, but there's no queue. That's the other thing. There's no queue. Yes, because everyone's got to pay for it. Nobody wants to. <laughs> Right, the one we've missed out is the one over in uh, Westside, and that, of course, is Disney Quest, which is the indoor interactive theme park. Uh, Disney Quest has been there since the late 90s. It was actually one of many that were built across the USA, and the idea was as an indoor theme park. Yeah, they had one in Chicago, and I believe they had one somewhere else as well. I'm going to double-check now whereabouts the other one was. But Disney Quest was... was, The idea was it first opened in uh, downtown Disney, and it was supposed to be a a possible franchise that Disney would open up um, around the US and people would go to and and take part in. And um, it obviously opened in Walt Disney World and um, did reasonably okay. But then... uh, they tried to open it in several other places and it didn't work. I'm sure Chicago is one of them. I, th- I think on the on the outside of the building and the concept in itself, we'll mm-hmm. say this: it looks high tech, it looks amazing, yeah, and it looks much better than the arcades down the road. Yes, that's from the outside. And you go inside, and it's you know we've whiled away several hours inside. Um, inside Disney Quest and we've had you know fun in there and played all sorts of stuff and you know just got to play lots and lots of games but I wouldn't say there was anything in there that was groundbreakingly massive in the way that it works and and I go wow I would go in there for that and I've not been for a couple few years now since we last went um it was Chicago by the way just so you know all right excellent well in terms of groundbreaking it's if you compare groundbreaking with groundbreaking nowadays yeah well, at the time, yeah, yeah it, was, it was pretty big, but now. Um, if we go through the attractions that are actually in there, you've got... Uh, actually, I, we'll start off with the way you get in. You get into the uh, the Cyberlator, which takes you up to the beginning, which is VenturePort. That's quite clever. Uh, and the Genie obviously welcomes you in, and the way that works is, is pretty clever. I'm not going to give too much away. Um, but then you've got, on the first floor, Pirates of the Caribbean, Battle of the Buccaneer Gold. I hate that. And the reason I hate it is because I'm rubbish at it. And I can't do it. And I always lose miserably. You've got Virtual Jungle Cruise, uh, which is actually, I'll, I'll give them, quite entertaining. It does make me laugh. Uh, and it's, it's quite good fun. You've got Cyber- think, Have you done that one? Well, yeah, but I always felt that I don't think you're actually doing anything. Like, uh, I, I thought the idea was you're steering your boat. I don't feel like I'm paddling. I am paddling. You know, I'm paddling two of the dozen. You know, I'm going for it. But I don't feel like I'm interacting. Right, okay. That's my thoughts. Yeah, it. I don't know how it works and how it registers it. I must admit. Sit um, in an inflatable boat and rubber a wheelie all around the place. Yes, pretty much. Second floor, then you've got Cyberspace Mountain, where you can design your own roller coaster and then basically get in a tumble dryer and ride it. 
Uh, Aladdin's Magic Carpet is a virtual reality style uh, event. You've got Animation Academy, where you can draw characters. You've got Sid's Creator Toy, which is um, you can create those evil toys that Sid created in the film, and you can buy it if you want to. You've got Living Easel, which is like a touchscreen kind of idea, and you can colour in backgrounds and print out all sorts of different bits and pieces. You've got Radio Disney Songmaker, which is basically karaoke but recorded. Um, and then on the fourth floor, you've got Ride the Comics, and actually it goes over two floors, which again is uh, you wear your headsets, and uh, it's this comic book world where you're supposed to battle villains with laser swords and all sorts of stuff like that. And you've also got the Invasion and Extraterrestrial Alien Encounter. You get into a rescue oh. vehicle and you have to save astronauts and all that sort of stuff. And actually, out of everything, I must admit, this is probably the one thing that I think is quite cool. Okay, I'm seeing that you've jumped a few floors there. I've done first, second, third, fourth, and fifth. Oh, no, no I missed third. third. I missed third. You're dead right. The Mighty Ducks Pinball Slam, which is stand on a stick and shake yourself around. Sounds uh, good. On a massive screen. But you have got Buzz Lightyear's Astro Blasters, which are quite entertaining. That, um, that looks fun, but yeah, it's always got a bit of a queue. Always a massive queue, yeah. You pick up your phone balls, you suck them up from underneath your vehicle, and then you shoot them out your blaster at the front. And if you hit them in the right place, they all start to spin around for about 10 seconds, which is quite cool. Um. I'm gonna talk about which one is it? Which is the, is it? Ride the comics. Yeah, that's the virtual reality thing. Yeah, I've, I've never done virtual reality before in my life, and I thought, oh, it sounds fantastic. You know that you just clip on your headsets and you be able to view all around you, etc. Yeah. Well, one of the things you got to do. I, I don't know if you have you done it. Yeah, a long time ago, but I've done it. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, you put like a crash helmet on and you tighten it up to the head so that they can clip the the virtual reality visor onto your face. And when that clicked in, it was as though someone had stabbed a nail into my forehead. (laughs) Nice. Right? I was in such pain, and I thought, well, no, I've I've queued up for ages to get into this. I'm going to go with it. And I couldn't look up. I was basically looking at my feet for 10 minutes of game. Because every time you lifted your head up, you had the extra weight of the visor pushing down on you. I was in there, agony. And plus, um, Catherine said it looks as though I was just trying to sweep the floor with my sword. And I, I just couldn't, I just couldn't do it. I can't remember the last time I did it. I'll be honest. Uh, do you know? What? I want to say it's got to be ten years ago since I last did ride the comics. So I'm probably talking six. Okay. But. All in all, although we've sort of skimmed over this and we've said it's a bit, eh, it's a bit all right. It's okay, you know, and I can't say, I don't want to say to people, you must go, you must go, you must go. If you get a bad day, a day with really bad weather and you really don't want to go to a theme park, this is a good way, good place to go and, and, and take in some time and, and enjoy. And if you've got boys who are really into their computer games, then it's a really good place for them to go. Quite often what will happen is... Uh, you know, I'll go off with the boys and me and Harry will go or whatever and do it. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's a good boys afternoon, boys bonding afternoon. But I, it's one of those things that I don't, if I never went to Disney Quest again, I wouldn't be upset. Well, last time we went, three years ago, mm. me and Imogen, I said, right, we're going to go downtown Disney and we're going to do a bit of pin trading. And the idea was we would just blast through doing pin trading. And I said, do you want to go into Disney Quest? And she didn't know what it was. I said, right, okay, we'll go for 10 minutes. You yeah. know, I thought 10 minutes would have been done. Would have been enough, yeah. Three hours later, 
we were in the kids area basically like a load of whack the squirrels as they poke their head through the hole sort of thing games and just all that sort of thing fruit ninja fruit si- simple cool. games that you can play yeah. anywhere three hours were spent in there yeah you can you know as soon as you get playing on stuff and if it's not too busy you can be in there for hours be in there forever and there was this cool um, DJ style game, which oh I can't... yeah, that is cool. I, I, I've never played it before because there was a security guard that was hogging the machine, <laughs> and basically I've got no idea how it worked, but it was something like that. There was like spinny discs That's that were right. turning, yeah, and then you would like tap it, and I think you would draw lines. I'd, I've got no idea. It's I like want to try it. It was like um, Guitar Hero, but I think it's called DJ Hero or something like that. Right. Okay. That's what I did. It looked good, but the security guard was um, hugging it. Hugging it. You know, fancy saying, "Excuse me, uh, can I can I play here?" Is that right? I'm sure he had a taser. You sure he had a taser? There you go. Right, that is um, our overview of Downtown Disney. I think, isn't it? If we, we've not missed anything out. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I don't think there's that much more you can say about Downtown Disney. No, not really. Apart, apart from, I think if if you're planning your Disney holiday, I think it's worth. Going probably twice in terms of two half days. Yeah, I, I don't know whether I go half day as such, but yeah, it's it's definitely worth going down to and spending time oh. there and, and and or three three nights, three yeah, nights yeah, would do it. Two, or two, two, three nights I would think would more than cover it. I think when Disney Springs opens, that might alter slightly, but it's definitely worth going and having a few hours down there, having something to eat, wandering around the shops, taking the entertainment, that sort of stuff. Definitely. Yeah. I th- when you when you actually look at what the expansion is going to be, that's yeah. what used to be the car park next to Pleasure Island, and that's going to be another big shopping area, isn't it? Yes, yeah, I believe it is. Um, so that's just going to get filled up again. So it's going to be arguably, I don't know, thirty percent bigger again. So yeah. I, th- I think it's going to be a major place to go. Right before we finish today's episode, before we go, I want to talk a little bit about the running team. I thought you were on about your drumming again. Yeah, we're drumming. Here we go. Now, I want to talk about running team, and let's just update people quickly about what's going on with the Disney Bit running team. Do you want to explain what we've done now? Um, yeah, we've um, we've now officially entered into a run, a fun run that is in Newcastle-upon-Tyne. Um, I appreciate that not everybody lives in Newcastle-upon-Tyne, um, just like Adam doesn't. Um, but the idea was that we're aiming to do the Disneyland Paris Half Marathon in 2016, which is not until September, so we've got about 18 months. Why wait until that point there? Let's do a few events before then and see if we can raise a little bit more money um, or at least hit with goals sooner. So what we've done is me and Adam and a couple of other people who are, are local to me have agreed to go into this fun run, which is the Colour Obstacle Rush in Newcastle. Now... The Colour Obstacle Rush is a five-kilometre run. Yep. There is ten obstacles, nine colouring stations. Now that that's not like um, fun spot. <laughs> it's not a fun spot. It's not like um like the kid cot. Yeah, we don't get a duffy thing to colour in. No, it looks like you just get a load of powder paint shoved in your face. Um. So Adam's really excited about that. Oh, I, I can't wait. It's gonna be great fun. I, I think it's gonna be a good fun. Um, and what we're planning to do is we're going to actually hopefully video it. Yes, GoPro it. So um, we're going to GoPro it, stick it on YouTube, Facebook, etc. Yeah. Um, but if you would like to join us, 
which you, everyone's more than welcome to join us. It is the 18th of July, and we are running in the 1.30 p.m. race. Yeah. It's only 5k. Um, it's, you know, it's not going to be anything too strenuous. So it should well, be a good chuckle. as long as we need it gets better. As long as you get, yeah, um, my, my hamstring. <laughs> <laughs> the oh, entry into the race is £30 plus VAT per person. Um, and that is assuming that you sign up for it before the 1st of July. Yeah. It goes up four quid if you don't sign up before then. But um, if you can't come down and make it with us, um, but you would like to get involved, by all means, spread the word. Let everyone know that we're trying to raise some money. Or you may donate some money yourself if you want to encourage yep. us to go even further. Yeah. Um, and Adam... What's the results? What's the uh, the website for that? Um, the website for that is just giving.com forward slash Disney Brit running team. And we have to say a massive thank you to Craig and Carolyn. Craig uh, said, well done, guys, from Craig at the Diz After Dark podcast. And Carolyn as well said, good luck, guys. This charity is amazing and well deserves your support. Run like Jafar is after you. There we go. So they've both sponsored us in the past week. So massive thank you to those two. You can over go over to, as I say, justgiving.com forward slash uh, Disney Brit running team and you can sponsor us over there help us on our way as we uh, start continue this 18 month sort of challenge from nothing to half mouthing with what we're doing in July for this colour run so that'd be great if you yeah could. and c considering that both me and Adam and other people that are joined into the run weren't necessarily runners before the, uh, the concept of Disney trying to put together I a wasn't, run oh, just, I wasn't a runner there's not even ne any necessarily about it <laughs> I'm sure there's some people that are part of the running team that have run before. Yeah, I'm sure there is. But we haven't. But, you know, if if, if you want to become part of the running team, that we've got a Facebook group as well that you can join, um, which is facebook.com groups forward slash Disney Brit running team. And um, request to join in there. We'll approve you and you can get in there and see what's going on um, and pick up tips and advice on how to train up to the big event. So uh, do come and help us. If you want to come and join us, please do. You go to facebook.com and uh, join our Disney Brit running team there as well. Or you can sign up for our mailing list, which is disneybrit.com forward slash D-B-R-T. I think that's it. Right. Should we round it up? I think it's time to end the show, isn't it? Because we've done far yep. too much talking, as we always do. So it's time for this. I was, I was going to say, though, um, Disneyland Paris have confirmed the dates of their run haven't they yeah do you want to explain uh, a little bit more about kind of what's happening there I, I suppose there's a massive amount to say but um, yeah D Disneyland Paris as per usual don't give much information out um, all they've done is that they've said that to save the date for the half marathon weekend which is going to be September the 23rd to the 25th and, next year and have you noticed how they filmed all of the advert for the save the date in Epcot well, I've got to admit that when I first saw the advert, I thought it was a fan-made advert. Yeah, I wasn't sure because it got Epcot right in the corner. I was looking at it thinking, is this, is this right? Is it not? Uh, but yeah, they used basically Epcot, France, to film yeah. the, the whole... It's near enough. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nearly real. I thought, come on, you could have at least had a film crew who could have filmed something in Disneyland Paris. I was like, no, yeah. we actually just went to Epcot. But hey, anyway, um, we are going to be taking part in that and do come and join us and do it with us so that'll be a bit of fun wouldn't it i hope yeah right thank you for joining us thank you alan for joining me 
No problem. Anytime. Of course, you can uh, follow us over on Twitter at Disney Brit. You can go to facebook.com forward slash Disney Brit podcast and you can go to DisneyBrit.com for uh, all of the uh, past episodes and all the bits and pieces that are over there as well. Uh, if you don't want to send us an email, you can send it to radio at DisneyBrit.com and uh, we can use those emails and. Uh, you know we can uh, respond to them if necessary in fact it was one of the emails we had sent through that said why don't you do something based on downtown disney's the reason why we've just done the episode that we just have so we do listen to your feedback we do listen to your suggestions and we do try to act upon them now alan is this your last one before you go to, to walt disney world have we got one more um i think we've got one more and then i am off to me holidays so we are on countdown for alan who will very soon be off to uh, Walt Disney World to go and enjoy the wonders that is the sunshine and the food and the magic and all that sort of stuff. So uh, I'll be doing the Castaway 5K. I'll be running all the way. Yeah, and uh, no doubt we will hear all about that when you get back, which will be fantastic. So uh, we will see you in a week's time. Have a lovely, wonderful week. And uh, until then, I'll see you. <laughs>